This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. Toronto International Film Festival started to announce this year's lineup. Pierce Handling, CEO of TIFF, is on the show right now. And, you know, Pierce, it seems this year's selections touch on themes that are in the news daily, communication, connection, and race. Is that serendipity, or do you choose films based on relevance? No, it's probably more serendipity. We're certainly conscious of what's going on out there. Um, you don't make a statement. You actually go out and reflect what's, um, what film production is happening uh, out in, in, the, in the world. But obviously over the years, the festival, be, just because of the nature of what we do here, we're trying to um, reflect, I think, the issues and concerns of a lot of filmmakers. They have these subjects on their mind. Obviously, race is a key one. We all think of what happened in the Oscars last year. Uh, we've got a couple of films that deal very specifically with that. We're opening the festival this year with a film made by a very famous black filmmaker, Antoine Fuqua. It's a remake of a wonderful 1960 film, The Magnificent Seven. Denzel Washington is the lead character. It used to be Yul Brynner mm-hmm. 45 years ago. So just that alone, I think, is you know a statement about what, how we're positioning a film like that in the festival, giving it that kind of prominence. Same token, there's another film that came out of Sundance, Birth of a Nation, which is a very, very uh, important film, I think, about race relationships in, um, in America. Um, so it's, it's the, these are just subjects that are in the air. The studios, filmmakers want to deal with them, want to grapple with them. A lot of them find it difficult to make their way into the marketplace, and that's what festivals are for. So, um, you know, over the years, we've shown so many films from so many countries. So when you talk about diversity, I think 70 countries easily are represented at every festival. I think we're going to do even more this year. When it comes to female filmmakers, it's the same thing. We've always been very conscious about uh, pushing um, the voices of female filmmakers, young, middle-aged, old. And uh, this happens to be a year I think we're going we're to break all of our own records as soon as we get to releasing the entire title list, which will be about three, four weeks from now, uh, late August. People will see that we have upped the numbers of uh, female filmmakers as well as, I think, indigenous filmmakers as well. So the program team is very conscious of it, but we haven't, we haven't just gone out to try and find that these films are being made. And I think it's a reflection of some of the concerns that people feel around the world right now let's talk about the magnificent seven because you brought this up it's a remake you know the original starred yul brenner steve mcqueen and charles bronson it was a powerhouse of stars and uh, i want to talk about the uh, leading men in this in this mag seven it's off the hook it's crazy yeah it is it's got a pretty good lineup actually denzel obviously chris pratt ethan hawk Vincent D'Onofrio, Bung Hun Lee, Manuel Garcia Rulfo, Martin Sensmeyer, Haley Bennett, Peter Sarsgaard. I mean, it's a pretty amazing cast. And I think just when you actually look at the ethnic makeup of that cast alone, you get a sense of what um, the director might be doing with a film like this. I mean, it's a film that deals, I think, quite directly with a community under threat. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people come into town to try and protect them. Um, and it's, it, you know, the original was, you know, also had that kind of interesting ethnic mix. Uh, but this more so. I mean, I think it's 45 years later. It's a reflection of a different kind of America in every in every way. I mean, you didn't often see black figures at the center of the American Western. There were a couple of films made that way, but not really at the center. Denzel really centers this film. I mean, he's the key key figure. And uh, of course, to see a black man at the center of a Western is highly unusual. 
Um, so it's, it's the kind of you know subtle statement I think, or maybe not so subtle statement, that the film is a very good film. We certainly didn't um, uh, select it just on the basis of what its subject matter was, what it was dealing with. You know, it's a film that you your opening night film. It needs to fill the big screen. It needs to have critical attention and a good positive critical reaction. And we're hoping this, we're going to get all those types of things um, by by presenting this movie. I've seen the trailer. It looks amazing. And you know, I always love the villain and Peter Starsgaard as the villain it's going to be so I mean he is just uh, very quiet scary Ooh, and, is he ever you've right? seen the trailer yes. I know when you see the movie he is eerie he's one of those guys he's 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 the worst uh, <laughs> bad man I think I've seen in a movie for a long time He's it, very creepy. It is amazing that in this you know tw- the year 2016 that we still have room for the western I know. It's funny. I mean, when you think of The Revenant, you know, which went on to win so many Oscars um, and got so much attention, it kind of throw back to the Western. The Western genre seems to be an old-fashioned genre. doesn't really speak to people. Sci-fi is far more important these days. There's so many more sci-fi films being done. Um, but it's funny how that, that genre has refused to die. And I think it's, I mean, I, I, to be honest, of all the American genres, the gangster, film noir, melodrama, uh, et cetera, et cetera, the Western is by far and away my personal favorite because I think it says so much about America. And the fact that there's a throwback to this, that filmmakers are still continuing to go back to those ideas and some of those themes um, just shows, I think, the enduring the enduring value of the Western and what it actually communicates about America or what it allows the filmmakers to reflect on when they actually uh, make a Western. And I think that's all of those factors are at play in this film. So we've spoken about the opening night. Let's talk about the closing night slot. It's amazing. Is it unusual that you'd give it to a new filmmaker? It is. I don't think there's very often, you know, not that many times I can remember where we've given it to a first-time filmmaker. Um, there's been a couple of other examples. Don't ask me what they are, but I know we have given it to uh, but quite prominent first-time filmmakers, actors who've moved into that role. Um, I think Alan Rickman made a film that we closed with a year or two ago. Um, I think we showed John Mark Vallee's, but it was a second feature, I think, maybe second or third feature. So it is unusual. This one, though, is um, I think it was it was an exceptional script, and it's a comedy. And it's really nice to open the festival with one kind of film and close it with another. And I always say, if you're opening night film, I think you want people to immerse themselves in a very different world. It's not the world that they're usually seeing in their regular cinema plex screenings uh, over the course of the summer. And I think Magnificent Seven kind of moves you in that direction, whereas closing night film, you're actually allowing the exit for people into their ordinary lives. So, you know, you're trying to do something that's a little bit more populist, a little bit... um, it just a little bit more accessible. This film is. I mean, it stars um, a couple of you know, Hollywood stalwarts, Woody Harrelson and Kira Sedgwick, for sure. And then you've got this newcomer, um, Haley Steinfeld, who was up for an Oscar a few years ago in, an, interesting enough, another Western, True Grit. Yeah, she but was amazing. She was very good in that film. And this is just, you know, it's a really smart, well-written, funny uh, comedy that's been influenced maybe not strangely enough, by uh, a very famous American filmmaker, John Hughes, who did so many outstanding films that dealt with youth, dealt with high school in the the 70s and 80s. So it's, again, a different kind of a throwback, but she has her own original voice, and um, I think this is the beginning of a long, good career for her. And it's also fabulous that it's a female filmmaker as well that we're closing the festival with. And I know what people are thinking right now, because uh, they're probably pounding their dashboard thinking, what is the name of the film? I haven't said it yet. 
yet. It's Kelly Freeman Craig's The Edge of Seventeen. And if you uh, get a chance to go over and watch the uh, trailer, it's absolutely, you know, that opening scene with her and Woody Harrelson, I'm going to blow a bit of it, but this young girl walks into an office and says to this teacher, you know, during his lunch hour, I'm, I'm, you know, going to commit suicide. I wrote a suicide right. note. And he's like, oh, that's great. I just wrote mine because she's taking up his time. And it's so dark and funny and I think relatable because everyone in the high school, whether they're the freaks or whether they're the geeks, doesn't seem to feel like they fit in and they feel like it's their own experience, that they're alone on an island and this captures it so brilliantly. So I have to say, bravo, it's a great closer because it's going to close on a fun uh, a fun feeling, I think. I agree. Uh, and we have so many other terrific films between those two, and we announced about 60, 65 of them yesterday, and it's a real um, you know, plethora of film. There's so much there. Um, some exceptional films, some biopics from, you've got a film on Edward Snowden that was directed by Oliver Stone. Yep. You've got a film, Rob Reiner's made a film on LBJ. There's another one on Barry, which is sort of the young Barack Obama. Um, some of the festival stalwarts like Ama Asante, Mira Nair, uh, again, a couple of women filmmakers are, are doing films that are very close to, you know, one lives in the UK and one is um, an, an American, Indian, and African filmmaker. Um, we've got a great Canadian director, Denis Villeneuve, who's making a huge impression down in the States with his new sci-fi film called Arrival. Um, so it's a lovely kind of combination of, of films. There's some terrific foreign language uh, cinema as well that we'll be um, uh, sh- showcasing. A couple of great music documentaries. Uh, one on Justin Timberlake that's being done by Jonathan Demme, and another one on the um, Rolling Stones in Havana, their recent Latin American tour. So uh, you can expect to see a lot of these people at the festival. So it's going to be again a star-packed festival. Um, but there'll be a lot of other serious films, of course, that we'll be announcing over the course of the summer as well. So it's going to be an amazing lineup of films. Before I let you go, I just want to touch on La La Land. It's a musical romance, features Emma Stone and Canadian actor Ryan Gosling. Can, can they sing? Can they actually sing and dance? They do. Believe it or not, it's this wonderful uh, homage to the musical. Yeah. And the filmmaker has done it so well. And um, he's really pulled it off. And the two actors are extraordinary in the film. It's not an overblown musical, but there's some numbers in the film that will have people dancing in the aisles. I mean, it's so much fun. It's a love story at the same time. Of course, you know, so many musicals are, but it's just done with such delicacy. It's really, um, you know, it's, they pulled it off in every kind of way. So it was one of those films that we just, as soon as we saw it, we absolutely fell in love with it. Damien Chazelle, who um, directed Whiplash, is the director of this. And, Amazing. You know, yeah, absolutely fantastic film. A film that will... Uh, a, fest, a festival needs and a film that will help this or the festival will actually help this film get out in the world. Toronto International Film Festival runs the 8th of September through the 18th if you want more details and there will be more coming out forthcoming for sure. TIFF.net has all the details for you. Pierce Handling, CEO of TIFF, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I uh, I would like to, you know, go out for a beer and discuss movies someday. So Anytime, Kelly. Anytime. Yeah, sure. We'll you know clink a bottle of beer or a uh, maybe a glass of champagne. All right, I'm in. Have have yourself a great day. Thanks, Kelly. You know what I should have said? Are you buying? I let him go there. It's on his tab, right? The AM six forty afternoon drive show. Listen live weekday afternoons from four till seven on AM six forty, or download the app at six forty Toronto dot com.